When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told them, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands or put my fingers in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Then Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Word of God to the people of God. Christ is risen. Hallelujah. Welcome to Good Shepherd United Methodist Church this morning. It's, it's wonderful to be in worship today, and as I look out, that gloomy day is beginning to have some sunshine peek in. So just like on Easter, gloom can turn to bright sunshine. Thanks for being here with us at Good Shepherd this morning. We're glad you've chosen to worship with us. Whether you're in person here in the house or you're online, uh, thank you for being part of Good Shepherd's family. And if you're here for the first time, Welcome to the family. Uh, those of you who uh, may see some un- unfamiliar faces, be sure you introduce yourself if you're home folks and, and let them know how glad we are, we are to have them here in worship. Let's take a minute this morning to wave at each other in the house and those of us online so that we can connect uh, with each other. And be sure that you, uh, if you're online, comment in the comment section. Let us know you're with us or, or send us prayer requests if you have them. Uh, you may see some, like I've said already, you may see some extra folks in the building this morning. The Nashville community, uh, Emmaus community, have, have relocated to Good Shepherd United Methodist Church. And this is the first weekend of, that, they're held, that they've held walks. It's the first among many, and we're glad to have them to here. We appreciate those of you who may have been displaced in Sunday school this morning, um, as, as gr- and you've been gracious hosts for this event. Uh, we do ask that as you leave the service today, like most of you folks do in this service, please leave through the back doors or through the side here, because they will be coming from lunch, and they will be on this side. And they've been in a, a, in a sequestered group, and we don't want to send them back into the world too quickly this morning. Um, so uh, thanks for being in worship today, and for those of you who don't know, I am Pastor Regina, and I'm glad to be here with you today. Today begins our new sermon series, Hope is Finally Here. We spent the last year dreaming 
refocusing and discerning where it is that God is leading Good Shepherd United Methodist Church into the future. We don't have all the answers yet, but we are moving into a hope-filled direction with many affirmations that we are on the right track. We can see hope, a hope that even though some customs and traditions may be different, they will remain similar. We will take on new and exciting expectations, ministries, and practices. Old habits will be enhanced with new routines. Behaviors once foreign will become familiar. New patterns will begin to form along our life journey that will in the future become traditions. Psalm 32:22 says, Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. This verse is the key verse for our new sermon series as, as we look into a hopeful future and a hope that the resurrection of Jesus Christ and what it means to its, his followers. We will explore the hope that is po- that in the post-resurrection stories that provide for the early disciples uh, this hope that, it, it, that has emerged from hopelessness, fear, doubt, and confusion. All of that was present as they watched Jesus die and be put in a tomb. We will discover this hope that is found in Jesus' resurrection as he teaches us his new mission to go and tell others of his resurrection to those who follow him in this 40 days before he ascends into heaven. We will reach for the search for this hope in a new future for the church, the Big C Church, and, and what it means for us as a community of faith on the corner right here on New Shackle and Glen Brook Way. We will seek the hope that cl- and clarity in order to bring the chaos that can sometimes be our life journey in a world of injustice and indifference. We will begin to understand the hope that comes from knowing who Christ is and why Christ came. We will learn how to love as Christ loves, hope as those first disciples hoped, and deepen our faith as we look to new ways to reach out and serve our community as an Easter people who spread the love of God to all people. Today we will begin to create a picture of what this hope looks like as we view a snapshot of reactions from the disciples that encountered a resurrected Jesus as they fearfully hid behind locked doors from the hope that awaited them. Today we will find the disciples locked behind closed doors. We really don't know who or how many were present at this point, but we know that Thomas was missing. We can imagine this group is still in a state of shock over the events of the previous weekend. Their distress was compounded by the surprise of an empty tomb. Emotions were probably running high. There there was fear and disbelief, maybe even resentment from those who had seen Jesus but couldn't get the others to believe that he was alive. And there was probably a spot of jealousy from those who were not privileged to be among the first to see Jesus alive. We can only imagine what these disciples were feeling. Then Jesus appears. We don't know how Jesus got into a room, but we do know the doors were locked, and I'm sure that action did nothing to dispel the disciples' fear. But Jesus said, Peace be with you. 
Jesus spoke peace into the situation, into the room, but most importantly, into the hearts of those who were assembled. They saw Jesus, and the disciples rejoiced. Now, seeing with eyes doesn't always lead to seeing with faith. Jesus came to show these hiding disciples what they needed to see. They needed to see Jesus. They needed to see Jesus resurrected and alive before they could even begin to believe this truth. Are we much like these first century disciples? We want to see something before we believe it, don't we? Sometimes we refuse to see Jesus because of our unwillingness to unlock the doors of what, of what was and to release our hold on the way things have always been done. We claim, like Thomas, we must see in order to believe. Hold on a minute. Didn't our scripture reading this morning also say, Blessed are those who have not seen but yet believe? Where does that leave us? We, are not, we were not present in the room where Jesus appeared, yet we believe. We've all experienced Jesus on some level, or we wouldn't be, it wouldn't be important for us to be here in worship today. We've heard Jesus say, Peace be with you. At some point in the chaos of our lives, we have felt that peace that only God could give. We've seen Jesus through, through others' actions, through unexplained experiences, through real encounters with the risen Savior. These sightings cement our faith. We've heard the command to, to go and tell others. Go where Jesus is and then you will see him. We've gone to our own Galilees to, to meet Jesus, right? Yet sometimes we are still afraid. Too often we stand behind our, our own locked doors of faith. We, stay, we say it's too difficult to change the way we do things. We've always done things thus and so. We fail to go and tell because we're afraid to take those next steps and speak truth in love to hard situations. Remember that young man that the women in Mark's account of the, at the empty tomb? He said, Go and tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. Jesus goes before us, back home, to familiar territory, to where we belong, to where we live and work, and there we will see him. That truth that we are promised from the empty tomb, but we must be willing to seek him. If we're going to be a part of what God is doing, we must first look for God in the midst of our everyday lives even when things are doubtful and scary. We must claim that God is present even if we cannot see him. Funny thing about Jesus is that he's persistent. Jesus will keep pursuing us. He will go behind locked doors to reach us with his grace and forgiveness even when we're afraid and reluctant. Jesus will give us what we need to hear in order that we will believe that he is present and alive. Now, he even gave Thomas, in the midst of his doubt, what Thomas needed to believe. Thomas needed something real, something tangible, in order for his belief to kick in. What real do we need this morning to, to believe in a risen Savior that, that has our backs and that is present in our new way of church and faith expression? 
What we need is the hope that resurrection brings to an Easter community of faith. The church we are all a part of today, a church that is post its pandemic pause, a church that is living in a world that is lacking in respect of faith and religion, a church that seeks answers to how to be a part of a much-needed solution to ensure uh, to these enormous issues of faith and inclusion and poverty without compromising our faith. Hopefully this church will recognize, and when I say church, I mean Big C Church, I mean community of faith, I mean local church, but our church universal needs to recognize that the world has changed, but God has not We must remember that Jesus is already present in whatever changes and ministries He is calling us to undertake. We must step out of our locked doors and seize the opportunities God places before us to be that 21st century church in a world that no longer sees the relevance of faith. Good Shepherd United Methodist Church began its steps in that direction as the leadership met with Ron Martoria back in March. We're having a follow-up meeting tomorrow night at 6.30 with the leadership to continue our journey to discover who we are and who God is calling us to be. The basis of this meeting will be part of those God-sized dreams that we all dreamed several months ago and brought forward as we begin to dig through those and see where the commonalities are and work through some of those questions Ron left us with, we will begin to form a direction that God is calling us. Now, are we going to have the, all the answers at 8.30 tomorrow night? Absolutely not. I know us. Um, but we will have some direction. We will begin to be putting some focus on where it is we need to go. And over the next few weeks in this sermon series, we will discover together what hope looks like in a changing world, in a changing church, and in a changing community. We will learn what we as individuals who are living with new experiences in a world are called to do to help faith because we need to have that relevance of faith in this world today. We will seek God's direction and define what the future looks like under God's direction. We will paint a picture of tomorrow and ascertain what we need to do to get to this picture of hope. We will commit to a future as a church that stays relevant as we shift, not from a spiritual basis, but from a more culturally based, Christ-centered, praying, inviting, and loving community of faith that we claim to be. But for today, which is all we have, for today, let us no longer hide behind the doors but um, that are, may be locked, but emerge as a post-resurrection people who hear Jesus speak peace into our chaotic lives. May we be comforted by a risen Savior who is willing to risk it all to be in relationship with us. May we see Jesus and accept his forgiveness for being too afraid to tell others that he is alive. May we witness those nail-scarred hands and pierced side of a Savior who offers us peace, gives us power to be forgiven and to forgive others, and who walks before us and with us into a new future of hope where we can explain, exclaim, we have seen the Lord and hope 
is finally here. May we see with our eyes and believe with our hearts that Jesus is risen. May we have that courage to go and tell the world that there is hope in a resurrection, resurrected Jesus. That is what the hope of Easter is all about. And that is what the hope of our future here at Good Shepherd is based in. And that is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Breathe on me, breath of God. from this place, let us go knowing that God is breathing on us and that gives us the hope to go into the world and tell others that Christ is alive. Amen. Go with God. You are dismissed. We're glad you stopped in here and we, we hope you found something you like. Uh, we're glad to, uh, we have a